When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Deplorable Nation. I'm your host, Deplorable Janet. And today I have two of my favorite female friends that are back with me today. I'm so excited that um, we're doing a, uh, another ladies round table. And this one is going to be very helpful and very useful, I think, to a lot of people. So welcome back, Miss Ellie. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Fabulous. Fabulous. <laughs> and Miss Heidi, how are you, darling? Yes, good. How is everybody? Everybody's good today? More than fabulous. <laughs> Everybody's sniffy, snuffy, and oh. allergy laden today. Oh, yes, that yes. is true. We are. <laughs> so if you guys hear uh, boohooing and tears, <laughs> I don't know if it's really boohooing and tears because we're uh, sad or moved or it's because everyone's <laughs> have allergy problems. <laughs> true. true, 100%. <laughs> Definitely. So today is going to be um, a very interesting show. We have several different things that we want to discuss with the listeners today and probably some things that are going to hit home for a lot of people on a lot of different levels. So I want to start off with a little story that happened to me this morning Um <laughs> Most people don't know unless you talk to me all the time. However, uh, we had to make a move recently, uh, very quickly and very unexpectedly. And so we went from out in the country wilderness uh, and more into kind of a city setting or whatever with, um, you know, lack of wildlife per se and things like that. So my husband and I were talking about it yesterday and I said, you know what I really miss? I said, I miss getting up every day and seeing eagles and hawks in our yard. And this morning we go outside, he comes out, we're talking about God, talking about the Bible and all of the sudden a hawk lands on our fence and I just had to take a pause and tell God, thank you, because yep. I said I missed that yesterday. And the reason why I brought up this story is because a lot of people, when they move, they miss the house, which is a materialistic thing. I missed God's creation, the eagles and the hawks, 
And mm-hmm. he presented that with to me today so that I could give thanks and be grateful for the blessing and the miracle that he just revealed in my life because it wasn't focused on materialism or man-made things. It was on his creation. So I just wanted to share that story today because it was quite touching to me this morning. Well, he showed you that your home is wherever you are. Mm -hmm. I think. Absolutely. And that blessings come in so many different forms. Uh, They don't have to be something big, something simple like that. And it just touched me so deeply because I was like, Thank you. Thank you so much for providing that for me, because that was that was like a beautiful sign for me to start the day today. So, yeah. Anyways, I love that. So um, we want to get into lots of different uh, topics today. But one of the things that is definitely going on modern day times, literally every day from every angle is attacks on God. So I will give the floor to you guys and have at it. <laughs> that is such a broad topic, Janet. We, co- we talk about <laughs> you guys talk. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> well, I think I think also like God, I, I feel like people have misconstrued it so badly, like we mm-hmm. were saying, is God is in everything. God mm-hmm. is in that that hawk. God is in the sky. God is in the, I live by the mountains. They're right outside my door. So I Mm -hmm. love the mountains. God is in the mountains for me, you Mm -hmm. know, my personal, which is why I have that on my logo and everything, because Mm -hmm. that represents church to me, like not church. And, and a lot of people might disagree with that. And I think the disillusionment comes from man is, you know, they say that, that scripture that man is always a liar. Like he's not, but I'm just saying like, sometimes people put their faith in a man and and in a situation like I did and, Mm -hmm. and come out hating everything. Most Mm -hmm. Mormons that leave the church are hate everything after they, they don't want anything to do with God. They not everything in general, but Mm -hmm. they become atheists. And so I didn't do that. Thank heavens. My mom had already got out and she was a Stevens minister and she was like feeding me little things for a long time. And so was my husband. So I felt like safer that this isn't God that did this to you. This was people. Man. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So, and, and even the church, like I know most of my family, most of his family all are still in and they are not bad people. Like I listened to some of these podcasts about Mormons. And I've sent messages to a few of them when I've heard people on that are like, they beat their children every night. They, they beat, they, they have 25 wives, all of them. I'm like, no, they don't. No, they don't. None of this is true. Unless you're in a different sect. If you're specifically talking about a specific family, like maybe they do, mm-hmm. you know, or maybe your family did, but just because my dad wasn't a good person doesn't mean the church is a bad per- person mm-hmm. per se, right. but I think the upper echelon, like the upper, just like our government, you mm-hmm. get to a certain level and all those people, I think they know stuff, all of them. Well, yeah. and it's kind of like um, this discussion has been had many times before and lots of different shows, but like uh, the Masons or other occult yes. uh, groups, right? Secret societies. The general everyday people are not bad people, 
but there are bad people amongst them. And it's yes. the same thing in church communities. Mm -hmm. um, and the thing is that man is so fallible. We are all like completely full of sin, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think a lot of the disillusionment and breakdown between God and religion or considering God himself or a building, right? Mm -hmm. It's because the building is something that man made and the people are sinners. And mm -hmm. so putting those things together, you know, what's the, what the saying absolute power corrupts absolutely. Yes. Which is a hundred percent true. That is so politics, true. religion, uh, you know, Doesn't CEOs matter. in a workplace, no matter what it is, you give somebody too much power and they are still living with their ego in their lives. That's when you have a problem. Yes. Yep. I, I think, I think a lot of times where God tries to tell us about don't, and this is why I'm so blatant when I come forward with my story and I don't hold back because so many people do mm -hmm. in the Mormon community, even some of the biggest podcasts don't talk about the temple out of respect, but I refuse to leave anything in secret because I feel like anything done in secret is not okay. Because God Correct. tells us not to take oaths and not to have hidden things. Like mm -hmm. we should not feel, I'm not talking about personal sin. I'm talking about big things. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not saying go tell everyone in the world what you did. Like that's between you and, and God. But I'm telling you like when it comes to like rituals or weird stuff like that, or oh, you better get out there and say, because what about the next person? Like, it's not about just me anymore then. Right. It's about you, know? you paying it forward and you helping someone else to heal because you were relieved of something. You were unburdened in your life of, you know, sin, sacrifice, whatever you want to call it. Yep. And so you are supposed to help other people be able yeah. to do the same thing and free yeah. themselves. Well, and it's just such an uncomfortable feeling because they t attack you and say, well, you, you let out these secrets that are sacred and you did this or you did that. And it's hard because I mean, I understand, I understand what they used to mean to me. I understand what they mean to them. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I also understand that what I was doing was not of God. And mm -hmm. anymore. I mean, I talked to the New York Patriot and he told me to go watch a Gnostic mass. Mm -hmm. That scared me. Like, you know, why are they tricking people? If you mm -hmm. want, if they want, to, if the Mormons came out tomorrow and said, okay, we're going to lay it all out. This is what we do. We do Gnostic mass. We do this, we do that, or we're Masons or whatever they want to do. And mm -hmm. don't tie it into God. I would shut up. Mm-hmm. Because then we wouldn't have problem anymore because they're right. taking all these nice people about Christianity and it's not the mm -hmm. same thing. They serve a different Jesus and I don't know what, you know. Well, and that's the thing is uh, bad things happen with good men do nothing. And so that's yes. kind of the thing, you know, if you don't, if you know there's something that needs to be spoken about, exposed, you have to do that, especially if you follow the path that, that God has set for you. You have to bring those things to light, kind of like you definitely have to give your own testimony. It's yes. very important that you do that. And for me, 
my life is an open book. There's nothing about my life I have not discussed openly on a podcast before because any secret hidden part of myself does not make me whole in front of God. <clears throat> and I can't, I can't have complete and total edification through God, you know, doing his works and having that, um, intellectual, moral, and spiritual enlightenment if there's anything about me that's hidden or occult. Do you well, think it, it, yeah, oh, sorry, go ahead, Ellie, I've talked ahead. a lot. Uh, I, do you think it comes from being a nurse, sort of, because we have a collective responsibility? I feel like that's part of it for me. Like, I feel collectively responsible for humans, like, on a different level. And then, but the calling wasn't mine. I never would mm -hmm. have done this, right. you know? But like, also, I don't want my fellow people, like if they're getting ready to go to the temple and maybe they hear my story, maybe they won't, you know, mm -hmm. or maybe they'll pause or some, I don't know, like that. And that's not me. That's a conduit. You know what I'm saying? Like anytime mm -hmm. when you do something, if you're doing it for the right reason, because God told you to do something, then that's not you. He can use a donkey. Like So, <laughs> yeah. So how about, how about you, <laughs> Ellie? Like how... How do you feel about like the need to uh, give your testimony and help other people? What was your like calling to start your show? I haven't heard Ellie's story. I'd love to hear that. I mean, Janet, I was on your podcast for the first time and I they can go back to the first time I was on. And your she show. said she would never, ever do a show. And I would never do a podcast. <laughs> and I would never have my own show. And God was like, oh, yeah, watch this. And I had a different <laughs> idea. Mm -hmm. And then um, I don't want to quite get into it because the, the story is still being written. But basically, I got baptized and God was like, you're going to stop your podcast. I have something different I need you to work on. Mm -hmm. Not that my podcast was bad. Not that like it was sinful or anything like that. Um, like you, Janet, I was an open book. Mm -hmm. But there's something different. Um that I, something I much bigger. You had a calling, yeah. much mm -hmm. bigger, and I and I didn't have time to do both. Right. So it was a very abrupt thing that I was just very at peace with, mm -hmm. um, and I was just like, "Yeah, this is the right thing to do." Um, did not intend to stop it when I did, but I did. Um, and but I started my podcast to share all of the different things, and mm -hmm. that was a. That was a journey. Like if people started like from the beginning and then listened to the end, my points of view on things have changed quite drastically. A, bit. <laughs> a um, lot. A lot. Um, well, that but, happens because we all evolve as you learn. Mm -hmm. Like if you are going down the journey, like my first of my journey was nothing like now. So. But the fact that <clears throat> I feel like when some people go on a journey, whatever the journey is, whether it's, um, through faith or a career or they're mm -hmm. researching a new topic, right? You can be influenced mm -hmm. by people and go, oh, this is the definite right answer. And then you stop researching. You stop mm -hmm. thinking critically and you just, you become so set in your ways. Right. And I never did that. Um, once the, I'm going to question everything spark happened, I just question everything. Like, mm -hmm. and that's not to say that when people share their story that I don't believe them. That's not what I mean. No. What I mean is um, if something sounds off, then maybe I go 
research a little bit more. Or maybe if it challenges something that I believe, then I go research it. Like, Mm -hmm. and, you know, earlier, Janet, you were talking about how confessing everything and you, anything kept in secret basically makes you incomplete before God. Mm -hmm. And the distinction I want to make there is not, not saying that you do this or Janet or Heidi, um, but people think that they can just, yep, I sinned in this way. You know, I swore, I cheated on my husband. I, Mm -hmm. you know, drank alcohol, like whatever the sin is. Right. And then they go, okay, I'm forgiven. I told people. And it's like, Mm -hmm. no, 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 no. No. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's That's not how that works, honey. Um, Right. Actually be sorry and repent and then actually try not to do it again. Right. Recognizing that. What what led you there? Yeah. What Mm -hmm. led you there? What led you there? Try and get to the root of it. Recognize you're probably still going to sin in the future because you're not perfect. Mm -hmm. Be truly sorry when it happens. You can't just be like, Mm -hmm. oh, I said I, I I did this. (laughs) God forgives me. I can keep being a jerk. And it's like, no. Right. That's not how that works. And there's there's two things about that. That is all part of the sanctification process after you get saved, after you accept Jesus, you are a continual and constant work in progress because we are naturally sinners. Um, and God is not going to work on getting everything out of you that is wrong all at once. That's no. not possible. And so watch this fantastic video yesterday about um, a guy that is having problems with cussing and he knows it's bad and he knows it's supposed to stop. And people are like, well, really upset at him that every once in a while he'll still use an F bomb. And so people get disheartened. I'm, 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 I'm with this guy. <laughs> I'm working on this. Same. Same. <laughs> like, I- <laughs> Same, but here's the thing. He said, you know, because these people are basically like expecting him to lie and not be his true self because it is something that they don't do in their lives. And so they're putting judgment on him and saying that you should lie and say you don't sin. They're asking you to lie. They're asking you to be dishonest. Everything is a work in progress. Like he said before the whole cussing thing, he had a porn addiction. And so it took a while for God to work on him to to work that addiction out of his soul. Same thing with with drug addiction, but at least he's addiction. being honest. At least exactly. he's being honest. I've I almost I did slip the F bomb in one of my last shows. Mm-hmm. And I say it way too much, but online on air, especially I try to really watch it because I know uh, the judgment, you know, Mm -hmm. but also in my real life, I'm trying to change it. But what I'm saying is it it was on there and I almost edited it out. And I Mm -hmm. thought, no, no, because that's who you are. Yep. Because it still happened. And then it's part of you and your fake. Then you're fake. Like right. kind of, you know, right. and people have judged me and sent me little messages like because I interviewed um, the Oracle lady and she was mm-hmm. like um, her views were hers and my views were mine. But it was on my mm-hmm. heart to interview her. So I did. And mm-hmm. it was a good interview. There were some things that I didn't agree with her. But if you only go into the 
the people that you, if you are constantly surrounding yourself with people Correct. that are like, yes, 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 they're yes men, you're never going to learn anything and you're never going to teach anything. And get this, I yes. was going to say, you are never going to grow your flock. No. Per se, right? Because and I, we and have, you want to be honest, you know. Yes, and we have a a ripple effect, right? Good or bad, whatever we do, whatever we speak, whatever our actions are, affect other people exponentially. Absolutely. And so, if you're only talking to people that have the same values, the same beliefs. I mean, Ellie and I are best friends and we don't always a thousand percent agree on everything. You shouldn't, but you shouldn't. we yeah. can have civil open conversations and we don't, there's no ever like anger or hatred or whatever in the conversation because you have to be able to have those difficult conversations and give tough love to people that the three of us know. Um, <laughs> people need that. You cannot yes. be, but you cannot be true in Christ and still sugarcoat things for everybody when they need to hear actual truth come out of your mouth. That's well, what's going to save them. Sugarcoated poo is still poo. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> so I have been told numerous times, basically my entire life. Um, I, I'm too blunt. I'm too straightforward. I'm too offensive. Mm -hmm. um, I speak my mind too much. Mm -hmm. uh, all, all you talk too much. Talk too much. But here's the thing. I talk mm -hmm. too much. No. People that, are very oh. judgmental uh -huh. towards your personality, but her personality and mine are 100 percent identical. And I am, I am just like that. Yes, that's and what I'm I told always her. in trouble. When yeah. I when I met you, Heidi, I was like, oh my god, the three of us, like we would. <laughs> Definitely have a very Yay. fun girls weekend. Sometime. Yes. But oh, the reason I think, Janet, that people uh, are so offended by us mm -hmm. to kind of take this to the title of your show is because mm -hmm. they don't want to be held accountable. Correct. Mm -hmm. Because Satan doesn't want you to be held accountable. No. He wants right. you to be able to do your own thing. Keep it in the mm -hmm. secret. Yeah. Right. And so, Janet, you've told me things. My husband has told me things where... I didn't want to hear them, but they were, you guys were very truthful. And you're like, no, like you're doing this, like you're sinning in this way. And I'm like, yeah, like, sorry. Like, but nobody <laughs> wants to hear it. Yeah. No. And wants then I get, and then I sit in the corner and I sulk and I'm like, you're right. <laughs> but I'm not yelling at them. I'm not, you know, right. calling them out and calling them names right. for Right. Doing the thing that they're supposed to be doing, which mm -hmm. is confronting another Christian when they're in sin. Hey, you're in sin. I'm doing this mm -hmm. in a loving way. Right. But when we tell people, hey, like you claim to be Christian and I had this happen. Right. Mm -hmm. You claim to be Christian. You're Have doing this thing. These two things like you can't don't do match. This. You claim to be Christian like those don't match. Mm -hmm. And it didn't go well. <laughs> well, and I think that's why that is a hundred percent why people are disillusioned with yes with church and with God, right? Because you know the the biblical saying, "Whenever two or more are gathered in His yes. name," right? Yep. That is church. Mm -hmm. Hence, my husband and I literally having biblical discussions every single day is having church. 
You do not need to be in a brick and mortar man-made building to live your life in Christ and to live it appropriately. You do not have to follow rules and regulations and uh, sacraments, ceremonial magic per se. Well, where did Jesus speak? He spoke on a hill. Like he... He was outside. Like, I'm not saying you always, it's going to snow soon. Like, I'm not going to go outside in the snow here in a bit. You know, it's cold. I will. I'll go outside in my (laughs) snowsuit. But I'm just like, okay. And this thing happened to me this week and I wasn't even going to bring this up, but it, it fits. So I have somebody very close to me that has been a friend, but she's also been my enemy. Because Mm -hmm. it's, it's my husband's ex-wife. And so sometimes we disagree Uh, and it's mostly about kids usually. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, they're grownups now. Uh, Their kids are grown and they're grownups. And so they had an issue at a church that Mm -hmm. I don't go to. And I've, I've met the pastor. He's fine. Okay. He's a nice person, but I didn't, you know, when you just feel a certain thing, you know, and I didn't feel that there so that hence I'm not a patronage of that church, but she is, and I respect it. And I've not said anything against right. him. Right. And I wouldn't because it, maybe she does have that with him. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not her. So right. I I've always just kept my opinion to myself and said, well, that's, you know, fine, whatever. Like I, I've listened to a few sermons. They're not off the wall or anything like I, it's none of my business really. So then her, her son, he's, very older. He's, he's going to be a dad soon. And they're, you know, new, his new spat. Well, they're not married yet. So his girlfriend, they're going to, but they live together. They're going to have this baby. And there was some issue at the church where abruptly and rashly there was laying on of hands in front of the whole congregation without permission. And I said, and I didn't know anything about it until somebody came to me. So this situation was dumped on my lap, not dumped, expressed. Everybody has the right to say how mm-hmm. they feel because right. they were, they were there. I'm just getting, you know, the little the pieces. And I, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I, all I did was say, I'm going to send you Derek Prince is one of my go-to. I love Derek Prince videos, even though he can be legalistic because he was Protestant, but I, I really like his message. So I said, Oh, I remember this sermon. I'm going to send it to you. Okay. Like it's, it's a good sermon with some biblical stuff that I think is good for you. Like he always goes to the Bible and I love that. So I'm like, I'll send that and I'll pray for this situation. That's like my whole part of it. Like that's all, you know, mm-hmm. and cause it's also not, not my place. Like they're all grown ups. everyone from the mom to the kids, everybody's grown ups. So I, I get a message from her, not just asking, but demanding that I lead them back to this situation. And I'm like, well, I can't do that because this isn't my place and it's really not your place. And this is between them and the Lord and the pastor. And then that's all like we, you probably should not be in this, you know, they're all grown people and it's okay. And, and she said, well, I'm going to repeat to you, you are stepping on my toes as a mother. And I'm like, that's unfair. We're supposed to be friends. Like I tried to be very like, this is what's up. No, I wasn't Mm -hmm. gossiping. No, I wasn't doing these things. You pointed your finger and said you came at me in love with. That wasn't how that came across, by the way. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm very blunt. And I said right back, like, no. 
and blah, 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 blah. This is why. And I'm not doing that. And I'm never going to do something ever again in my life that I feel that I shouldn't like in, in a religious aspect. Okay. Correct. Because yep. I was caged and felt this weird way. And so for me, it's a completely different, it's way more to me, you know? Right. Right. Well, so there, then she's mad. Because she has, you got, <clears throat> you got the gift of discernment upon well, your departure and your spiritual growth. And here's the bad is, you know, my oldest daughter doesn't speak to me, even though she brought me a problem, dumped it in my lap. It was turned around on me and I lost that child. So it's been four years. I'm not doing that again. Like Correct. it isn't my place. I will pray with you. I will listen to you. I will let you vent. I didn't say anything negative on to about that. I just mm -hmm. said, I biblically Bible here, Bible. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's the way. There is some ways to do that. That wasn't mm -hmm. the right way. So um, in front well, of a whole parishion and with a person with PTSD, like, I don't think that's okay. No, I don't. Mm -hmm. you well, know, she the other biblical part that I think the, not you, the, the mm -hmm. your friend forgetting. And I understand that the, uh, they're not officially married yet. Right. right. So technically, it's hard. Yeah. you want to like split hairs, like mm -hmm. technically this doesn't apply. However, they're having a child together and it sounds like they're intending to get married. Yeah. So we're going to work under the concept of this applies because they're right. getting married. Mm -hmm. getting married. Um, <laughs> the Bible says, yes, honor your father and mother. The Bible also says that you should depart from your parents and become one flesh with your spouse, yeah. which mm -hmm. means your parents should have... Um, you should still communicate with them. You should still talk yes, to them. Yes. However, their position, their position comes in a different space. Correct. It comes down. Yep. They don't get to be the parental role the entire time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And a lot of parents do that. Yeah. Where, mm -hmm. you know, you could be sixty and they're eighty. Yeah. They're yeah. like, nope, I'm still the parent. It's like, no, I'm going to listen to my husband or wife over mm -hmm. my mother or my father. Cause mm -hmm. that's how it's biblically supposed. It, well, to be. and God right. has an order of things for a reason. So right. like this whole situation, first of all, you know, the spouse, we're going to go with spouse. The spouse agrees with her, you know, they have their own feelings about it. And I, and I said, so she, she wouldn't speak with me about this unless we all had a meeting together with this pastor that I have nothing to do with. And I said, I'm not doing that. Like mm -hmm. this has not, this is so not comfortable for me and I'm not being mean. I'm just telling you that this isn't my place, you know? Mm -hmm. well, and she said, she, she cut me off of all socials. She is not speaking to me. She is very angry with me. And I'm like, you are doing this at a very bad time. Cause this girl is pregnant. She's a little bit fragile. She's early pregnant. And I don't think it's okay to do this no matter, even if it was a correct situation, like mm -hmm. you well, need to remember all the pieces, you know, the other thing too, women aren't supposed to be teaching the Bible. So honestly, mm -hmm. he should mm -hmm. probably be going to his dad if he has questions and a mm -hmm. lot of people, which he did, which is why <laughs> I knew about it because it, it came to us because I live with the dad, yeah, you know, right. So, but they, and she's very into this church and I understand that, but she's got this preacher on a pedestal. She said to me, so mm. you are wrong in God. 
she told me this. She said, Mm -hmm. you are biblically going against God and I'm calling you out for it. And I said, because I won't lead him back. And she Mm -hmm. said, well, I'm going to give this to God. And I said, well, I'm not God. So I don't know why you're giving this to me. Mm-hmm. And I know that came out really rude. And I just no. said, I, but I'm always in trouble for stuff like that. And I, I'm like, okay, but I will give it to God too. And I mean it, let's let it go and pray. I said, let I'll pray with you. I'll meet with you one-on-one mm-hmm. as parents or as friends, or just however you feel about it or whatever I've done. If I've offended you that I don't want that, you know, but if it has to do with these other people, the kids, Mm -hmm. then we can't, we are no longer. And I told the kids this, I love you guys. I want to help you. I am your parent, but I'm not, I am your cheerleader. Now we are Mm -hmm. on the sidelines of your life, cheering you along and trying to help you pick you up. If you need us, if you ask, but if you do not ask of us, we are totally in the wrong position for that because we're not. Yeah. And here's the very interesting thing about that story. And that's going to lead into my um, little story. I thought I should share it. I know I'll yeah. probably be in trouble. <laughs> um, the thing about that is if those, you know, if the children themselves were uncomfortable with something that happened at church, God is putting it on their heart that that is not yes. where they are supposed to be. And people, you need to listen to that message. But instead, they're saying it's demonic. That it's a it's spirit. not. It's it is Bad absolutely spirit. not demonic. When when God is leading you to find another church, there's a reason. And they're not throwing church out the window. They're not doing right. anything. It's rash. that particular yeah. church because mm-hmm. something there is wrong. It's and not matching. always always listen to your gut. And so for me, this is the second church we've been to in a short period of time. The first church we went to, we had literally only been there for one month. And then they had a church meeting. Um, They wanted to vote the pastor out because he was bringing in not only political rhetoric, into his sermons, uh, very, very leftist, very uh, hate right wing, very blatant. But he was also bringing in um, false teachings from people that have, you know, uh, like TV mm-hmm. church personalities, per se, um, that had been. Uh, arrested or whatever, very false teachings. And so he was bringing that in. So the congregation was mad. They wanted to try to remove him. They had a vote on it, the whole nine yards. Um, Fast forward a little bit. We're like, we're very uncomfortable. So we're going to look for another church. We go to this church and we are definitely not the type of people that jump in and sign up to serve and stuff right away because we want to make sure that it's a good foundation and a good fit for us. And this is why first church, uh, <laughs> good problem. Yeah. second church, ever since we started going there, uh, like n- nothing was really wrong per se in the sermons for the most part, I was going to say <laughs> mm, for the, for the most part, they're not, uh, they don't include a lot of Bible <laughs> teaching. 
um, which my husband grew up in a church that was Bible based. He moved here to start mm -hmm. a church, the whole nine yards. I grew up in a Catholic church, so it was very Bible based, whatever. <coughs> That's our thing. Most of the churches nowadays, they will read little pieces of scripture here and there and put it in their speech. However, they don't focus on that. They, they literally talk. It's like a, just talking and mm -hmm. then reading little pieces. So we're going through this church and I'm like, I'm really uncomfortable. And he's like, I'm uncomfortable too, but unless, you know, there's something egregious, like I, I have to have justification to leave here. And so we're, things are going on and, and we're getting a little more um, concerned, I guess. They have people that were in the audience that at every service that I call plants. Um, they are scattered throughout um, the chapel, church, whatever you want to say, whatever religion you are, this is probably apply in a lot of them. Um and they are there to elicit emotional response during the sermon. And so there are certain parts where they will, uh, he will pause the sermon and then like people are supposed to clap or yell amen or yep, yep, the whole time. And we're like, okay, this is weird because it's like they're trying to get you that emotional response that they're planting in you. An emotional mm -hmm. response within you should come from the Holy Spirit, not from something that man is doing. Mm -hmm. So then it's like he would have these weird series. And he had one that I, I told Ellie about. It was so cringe. It was a relationship series. Oh. And I was so uncomfortable during that. And I'm like, oh, I got to do a show because this this one is something. It was too much. Okay. And so anyway, we're both still feeling like super uncomfortable or whatever. And then a couple of weeks ago, um, we didn't go. We were going to watch it online because my husband's allergies were bad. So I'm in the kitchen <laughs> making yeah. Yeah, <laughs> today. I'm in the <clears throat> kitchen making breakfast and the, it comes on and I hear. Uh, so there are most of you probably know there was an email went out with a lot of allegations in it so we're gonna do uh we're gonna have an independent investigation wink mm. wink independent right mm. so they keep mentioning this like every week well finally uh they had a church meeting the other day family meeting is what it says on the screen when we walked in they literally read every single allegation, which, mind you, there were 32. Oh, wow. Like word and for word? Word like for word. <laughs> and I'm telling oh. you, this was on behalf of four families because the husband and the wife and each one of these families all were part of the ministry team. Oh, wow. Every single one of them, all part of the staff. So on behalf of all four families which was very meticulous documentation in this email, dates, times, exactly what was said, who was in the meeting, the whole nine yards. So you know mm -hmm. without a shadow of a doubt that this happened. 
because somebody really it wasn't just allegations at that point. Right. Okay. So (laughs) mind you, and this is an important piece of the story. We knew about this pastor before we ever started going there because we looked him up. He had a criminal record in the past. People can be saved. People can repent for their sins. He had embezzled money from a church before. Oh, wow. So, you know, we're like, okay, we're going to give him a chance because everybody deserves a chance. Mm -hmm. So we're going to this church and in the whole nine yards. This comes out. They're reading all of these different points. And I swear to you, it was like a little kindergarten nanny boo-boo thing. Mm. The church investigated itself, so there it was not independent, okay? The pastor appoints every single one of the people that are in mm-hmm. positions in the church. So like his best friends are doing. There <laughs> is supposed to be oh, supposed to be a separation between mm-hmm. the pastor and the finances given what had happened before and this is right. in the bylaws. Very important piece here. And so multiple times in this, it was about financial crimes. Mm -hmm. He got arrested in this other state, served his time, blah, 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 paid restitution, came here, started the church. As soon as the church got up and running and given finances, they were given corporate cards He used the corporate card for his own personal expenses. Didn't really learn your lesson, did you? No, that looks yucky. And then, um, as the allegations go on, like I said, there was 32, so Mm. I'm not going to name them all, but some of them were were highly, like, egregious. So, in a staff meeting, he disclosed personal financial records of employees. Now, mind you, almost every church, and this has been the last two that we've been to, if you are a member or a partner or whatever they call it, they want you to sign up and they monitor your finances to make sure that you are giving your 10% or more Of your money that you bring in. They want financial records. The whole nine yards. If you are are part of this member, partner, whatever Mm. the church wants to call it. So he disclosed personal financial information Mm. (coughs) of staff members. Red flag number one. And then in another separate meeting, he disclosed... The personal financial gifts that they were doing to establish a secondary church. Wow. And in this meeting, he's, well, I know so-and-so only makes this X amount of money, but they donated $3,000 hmm. <coughs> to this new building. Again, if he's separated... From finances? Mm-hmm. Where did that come in? Hmm. 
That's, that's so odd that he would want to, I mean, in any situation, including court, those kind mm -hmm. of documents are really um, kept private. Correct. They'll, they exhibit whatever, and then they'll give them Correct. the, the thing. So uh, that's awkward. <coughs> I'm like sure this whole, this whole thing, <clears throat> they're going, this is the allegation, uh, but stinky doo doo poo poo head that's not true it's somebody's opinion <laughs> you know what i'm saying this whole yep. meeting was like that and then they took questions from the audience oh, and wow. the very first guy that gets up had a list so not only had this guy been <clears throat> charged for embezzlement oh boy and used the the company credit card at the current church. Um, he had uh, assault charges. And so there was a restraining order filed against him for the pastor that exposed the financial crimes at the previous place. Mm. So this is, was, your, this is deep. This is, there like was not... theft of theft of personal Ooh. property and stuff. And so my point in telling you guys this this is the second church in a row where the church had a split, <laughs> um, which is not normal in that very mm -hmm. short period of time. And I'm in my 50s, so I've never had that happen you know. in my life. Yeah. And this is yeah. two in a row. But whenever you get that inkling that something is wrong, run. Change right. church, watch something online get out your Bible and just pray whatever you need to do. If you have a feeling that something is not right with that church, trust your gut. But you did the right thing on it because like she said, she had a feeling mm -hmm. and that she, she literally posted that the next day, like go with your gut. And that mm -hmm. was the one that thinks they should go back, but that's her feeling about it. And like you guys use discernment about right. it and you prayed and you did this research and it right. was like all in a row. Like she, she feels in her gut that maybe we are bad people. I don't know who mm -hmm. that was for. It was very passive aggressive and I'm super not like that. I don't know if it was for me. I don't know if it was for someone else. Like, but of course, if you're, if you're arguing with someone and they post something like that, which is why I don't do that anymore. It, it, they're going to take it that way, but it literally was a trust your gut thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well that, and even that might be okay for you and your gut, but for mm -hmm. her, for the other kids involved, they have a different gut feeling. Well, so, well, yeah, God, God moves us. God, mm -hmm. maybe it's not even a bad thing. Maybe he just needs to move them to help them to help somebody else. Like you never know. Or to help them grow. Yeah. yeah. Now, what were you going to say, El? Our emotions can be wrong. So like mm -hmm. trusting your gut yeah. with no foundation. Right. You had a foundation. Typically go well. Right. So whether it's biblical or um, hey, this person has an arrest record or like whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. But like your gut is usually telling you something, but it's not always 100 percent right. Mm -hmm. You gotta you gotta right. go and dig into that. Like well, right. that was Same that I was have. the thing. Yeah, because like for him for my husband, he was praying for discernment. And right. for me, because I felt like I already had discernment in the situation, I was praying for God 
to move us to whatever church that we were meant to be at. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't understand this, but when you get that feeling that something is wrong and you're supposed to leave that church, that is God moving you for an ordained specific Mm -hmm. reason because you cannot further your growth where you're at and you are needed somewhere else for a different purpose. And the other person might still be needed in that church. Mm-hmm. Now, not with the arrest thing. That's wild. Mm-hmm. Like I, I would mm-hmm. be very concerned for most people in that church, but. And it's, it's very, let me, let me throw this in there because I told Ellie this yesterday when we were talking about it. Um, During this meeting, it was like, you are only allowed to clap when we say clap you're only allowed to mm. not to to have anger if it's directed at the people that wrote this email or the, the one person that's there defending them and it was very cultish and they were mm. very they were very much praising this pastor and praising like everything he does and like he could do no wrong. I mean, 32 counts and my husband wow. and I were like, most of these That's we so can crazy. verify because we were actually in sermons when these things happened. A lot of them were very inappropriate language or things that were said mm. during a sermon or whatever. But it was he- like this whole thing was to to lift up this pastor and praise him and applaud for him and then sow hatred and and mm. violence against the families that exposed it. Well, wow. and did you say too, Janet, like the four families that wrote it weren't allowed to be there and there was like police Correct. there because they were afraid people were going to get violent, quote unquote. Correct. Yep. They've never had police at this church ever. And when we pulled in, I'm like, why are there so many police officers here? And this this person that was exposing things during the question period, and he's literally reading this list about this pastor Hmm. that that are, to me, very relevant and valid. Right, right. Whatever. It's leaving no room open for anybody to have any kind of, like, true questioning because... He already said, like, you can't do that, like, unless yes. you're agreeing, agreeing, which that's just weird. Mm-hmm. Like, And that's why I was like, yeah. I told my husband all along, I'm like, to me, if there's very cultish, like I said, you have to plant the people in the audience to elicit the responses that they want. Mm-hmm. It's not organic. I'm like, and you have to clap like a seal when they want you to. They want mm-hmm. you to repeat certain words that he says during his sermon and he'll be like say so that right and he wants everybody to repeat those words and it was almost like chanting things to me and we're like like, at a rap concert and they're like tell me what it is tell me what it is (laughs) it was it was very uncomfortable that's weird like why Mm -hmm. would you want to be having repetition come back to you like that's almost just like edification of yourself that is exactly my point and that's mm-hmm. why i brought up ed- edification earlier because with this and what the things that he does and he's always saying like 
you can't get into heaven unless you follow what I tell you to do. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, 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 no. Sounds and like I was like, <laughs> for the Catholics. Yeah. I was like, okay, this is <laughs> like not, yeah, this is not. That's not me. biblical. And, no. and I'm well, very happy that my husband got his discernment. So now that we can move it can on. feel comfortable together. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so even if you go somewhere and you don't feel at home, um, you don't feel at peace. There's something like nagging or gnawing at your, you know, insides, basically like making you uncomfortable. That's probably not the right place for you to be. Mm -hmm. Well, and, you know, Heidi, you had mentioned that you don't go to mm -hmm. church, like to a church building. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, yeah. And I know, Janet, now you're on the hunt again. For... Yes. Again. <laughs> mm -hmm. So hard. I agree with you guys in the sense of like God can be found anywhere. Right. Totally agree. Mm -hmm. The part where I struggle is like never having, I'm not going to call it a church, a group of cr biblically sound Christians, whether mm -hmm. or not you all go to a building or not, but at least right. that you know on a regular basis who right. can hold you accountable. Right. Right. So, because I feel like that's the piece where you can say you're a Christian and you can read the Bible and you can honestly do the best you can do. But if mm -hmm. you don't have someone that will be like, no, you're sinning, mm -hmm. that's where we can fall. <clears throat> right. And so churches can provide that, but they aren't the only way to do it. But right. even if you go to church... Are there people that are strong enough in their faith that they will people, call you out? I don't think people act like that too. Like in Mormon church, like so many people were like, I'm perfect and this is me on Sunday. And then they do whatever in the dark, you know, mm -hmm. and most people are on their best behavior in church. And mm -hmm. my big thing about church here is just because there's so many um, Mormon churches, there's not a lot to choose from on Christian churches here. Mm -hmm. But I would love to find a church home. I think they are good to like worship together. Everything, all that stuff is really good. But I also feel like in Utah, we're really stunted because we don't have, we don't have a ton of options and not that right. I've checked every single one, but it hasn't felt like, oh, this is your place or blah, blah. But I also know like, it's so important for my, my kids, you know, like I want them to know Hey, you have some friends in God, like these people believe like you, especially here because they don't, people don't believe like us here, you know, well, to so. normalize it of sorts. Right. Because mm -hmm. if everyone that she knows or he knows everyone, yeah, you know, Mormon or, you know, they believe in the purple spaghetti monster, yeah. like mm -hmm. you need someone that goes, no, like we also believe in the Bible. We also yes. say a prayer before we eat. We mm -hmm. also like do these things. Um, right. I think it's hard for them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. It is hard for them because especially where, okay, so the Mormon church doesn't believe in the Trinity. So literally my daughter got in an argument with her friend the other day. And I always tell them, don't talk, don't talk about religion, church or whatever. Like, but they weren't, they were talking about God, which I've always said like, oh, well God, you know, whatever. And so she came home and she said, that was so stupid. We had a fight. And I said, what did you have a fight about? She's nine. And she said, I told them that Jesus created the world and 
because Jesus is God and, and they're the same person. And she's like telling them and they were like, no, Jesus isn't God because they don't believe in the Trinity. They believe that Jesus is Jesus and God is God and mm -hmm. God is the father and Jesus is the son and the Holy Spirit is somebody totally different too. Right. So, it, and I guess they got into it and I, and then my husband was like explaining about in the Bible that it says, you know, and God became flesh and came down. And, but then I said, but also don't go tell your friend that like they, they believe what they believe and mm -hmm. you're not to correct her beliefs because that will make mm -hmm. a fight with this parent or whatever. Right. And, and she just, she didn't understand, but I understand that she feels kind of on her own Island probably mm -hmm. <laughs> like a lot of the time, you know? Right. And I just, I, she does know like her one friend is Catholic and they believe, you know, sort of more similar. So that's nice. But I mean, I do see it. I see. And it's hard. It's a struggle here. It's a struggle. Mm -hmm. Like you almost don't want to say it. Like I know when I was younger, like I couldn't date anybody that wasn't Mormon. I couldn't like play with people that weren't Mormon. Like it's very cultish and, and that's just how they're known to be. But it's well, also like 90% of this state. I, so. I, I was raised Roman Catholic and um, I was taught that basically the Christians who basically anyone who wasn't Catholic, not so much the Lutherans, the Lutherans like were kind of okay, but like everyone else was going to hell and the people who <laughs> yeah. did like, you know, the hands up worship music mm -hmm. were going to hell and like th they didn't pray to Mary. So they were going to hell and like mm -hmm. everyone was going to hell except for the Catholics. Mm -hmm. You're like, they're on a train. Yeah. Well, and, and isn't it interesting how multiple religious factions sects whatever you want to call them will do the same thing and they will instill in you that everybody else is bad outside yeah. of your practicing group yeah. um and again that is judgment you are casting judgment upon you know people who sing people who speak in tongues even though that's biblical you know the whole nine yards mm -hmm. but Almost every religion does that mm -hmm. where they, and it, it's kind Their of, it's exactly, it's actually exactly the same um, as, again, disillusionments in modern day society where you have to praise one group and this group is great. And then the other groups you absolutely have to crap on them because they're not this high on when... the same level. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, because people have argued, well, <clears throat> if you just believe in the Bible, you know, it doesn't matter what version of Christianity you are. Right. As long as you believe in Jesus, you're going to heaven. And I'm like, mm, I don't know. Not like, true. Well, mm -hmm. not, that, that's not quite true. Right. And people are like, well, if Christianity was so good, or Christianity is the right religion. Mm -hmm. uh, why are there so many different versions of it? Well, for me, like, that's a simple answer. Jesus was tempted in the desert by Satan, who used the Bible against him, but Satan took it out of context. What right. do you think, like, all of these other things are doing? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, that's... I think so much of it was, um, for me, when I look at religion... I see so many similarities in things. And I'm like, I think a lot of this was distorted with the Tower of Babel. 
Like mm -hmm. at that point, I don't think the only thing that changed was their language. I think with right. the reading, the writings, all of it probably changed at the same time. So we have no idea what correlates and what doesn't, you mm -hmm. know, like maybe that is literally their Bible story. And then it got changed to that name or whatever, you know, right. my son, my stepson and me have had this conversation. Like, do you see these, you know, similarities with this or that? And I'm like, well, for sure, you know, so we'll never know. We'll never know. I watched this series, I think there's like four parts of it now. It's on YouTube. Um, it's not like the most, it's not like it's a professional video that's put together. Right. So you have to like watch it for the content. Mm -hmm. Okay. But it was a, it's by a guy named Spencer Smith, who's a preacher. And it's called the Third Adam series. And it talks exactly about that, how, because um, people are like, oh, well, you know, the Bible was just co-opted by all of these older religions. And this series goes into showing how that's not the case and how there was the one example that pops out is... Um, especially in Catholicism, the Madonna and child or the Virgin Mary and Jesus. And it's very, uh, it, it, it's very sacred in Catholic faith. And he goes into talking about how that's Ishtar and um, all of these different, and I think Tammuz was the son. And so mm -hmm. comparing all of these different things that Christians believe in showing how and why Christianity is correct and how actually all of these quote unquote, older religions had co-opted Christianity and why that happened. Mm -hmm. So the third Adam series by Spencer Smith. Okay. That's well, and think about it in this aspect too. We are all created unique and very different. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of the factions um, that happen even within denominations, there are multiple different factions of Pentecostal or Lutheran or Catholic or whatever you want to say is because their interpretation of scripture is mm -hmm. very different from interpretation of scripture of what you or I would get. And that's how you have all these different offshoots in the same religion, because their beliefs are a little bit tweaked from mm -hmm. what the, from what the main group was. And so they just continue to, expand and expand and expand and one of the things that's going to rapidly increase i think um is the new agey churches mm -hmm. um and how they're corrupting biblical text with spiritual speak Mm -hmm. um, which are very, very different. And so it's going to be like a removal of God mm -hmm. replaced with, you know, someone so's uh, interpretation, whatever name of mm -hmm. whatever being you think should be at the top. And I think we're going to see a lot of that because uh, God talks about that in the Bible. Mm -hmm. So well, Ellie, you not biblical. It's not, you can't, mm -hmm. you know, correct. So Ellie, you brought up a, a very good um, like quote mm -hmm. or saying um, that kind of goes along with everything we have been talking about. Do you remember what the quote was or do you want me to read it? Uh, compromise is the currency of corruption and evil. 
Mm-hmm. And I and- heard that on a podcast and I was like, I literally had to pause it and I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And because if you think about all of the things that people are, um, that we're upset about right now in the world, that things have gone too far. So I'm going to pick on the alphabet soup, LGBT alphabet soup mm-hmm. people. So it started as a compromise that Mm -hmm. people of the same sex could legally get married. Mm -hmm. And then it became the churches needed to recognize it. That was the next compromise. Mm -hmm. And then it became, well, it's not just uh, gay. The The bakers have to accept it. Right. Well, and then, but it wasn't just gays and lesbians anymore. Then it was... I don't even know the difference between a lesbian and a gay and a queer. Like, I don't even know. But then there was that. Right. And then it was trans. And you need mm-hmm. to accept the trans. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't just the adult trans. It was the kids. the kids. And then you needed to accept that you didn't have any identity. And then it was mm-hmm. you need to accept that your kid could be a cat. And you should have mm-hmm. a litter box. And like, and then it and was... Well, but then it went so far as boys needed tampons in their bathroom. Like, mm-hmm. so we kept having these compromises and that's just one example. And everyone's like, how did we get here? And I'm like, cause we allowed gay marriage and someone's going to get really mad at me for that. And I'm totally okay with people being mad at me. But, but-, <laughs> but it is true. And based, based on that quote, that is why today's show title is so uh, perfect. Uh-huh. Devilish devilish disillusions because compromise is the currency of corruption and evil by being weak and not holding boundaries or people accountable at work at home at church government whatever is how we end up with all of these different agendas because ladies and gentlemen pride is the original sin Mm. in the bible what what does that group call themselves now pride and and Mm -hmm. what is a very common pronoun pronoun now it's not just he and she it's now a they they Uh uh-huh which is a perversion a complete and total perversion Mm -hmm. of god making man and woman um and the fact that they are not only putting it in churches, it's in every business, it's in the government, it is in the schools, it is literally everywhere because they're banking on putting enough pressure on all of the human beings that you compromise your morals, your values, and your belief in God to accept that this is okay. And once you accept that into your soul, then you are no longer connected to God by any means. So I I saw this thing or I read it. I don't know which one. Um, And I'm not hundred percent sure how I feel about. So I'm going to throw it out there. The reason that they use the, they, them pronouns is the only they in the Bible is the Trinity because they are truly three in one. Mm -hmm. Any other they that like, any human, okay, maybe that's a better way to say it. Any human who claims to be they is then purporting to be God because there mm-hmm. should only be one thing. Correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's also used for demons because mm-hmm. they are a legion. 
And so that's kind of scary to me because, and uh, you know, we've, we've struggled with this one because we do have a daughter that's gay. And so we've had to really struggle with it. And she, my niece is, yeah, she's old Mm -hmm. enough to make her decisions. She knows, she knows the Bible. She knows right from wrong. She knows everything, but here's the thing we specifically told her, look, Whatever you decide what your sin is, your sin is no different than ours. But I think that you should really educate yourself on this whole situation, but do not get involved in any, any groups. Group. We are mm-hmm. very against the pride movement. I'm mm-hmm. not against a person or their sin. Correct. I am against Correct. that they are making it this big, huge monster that you can't fight. Like it's Correct. like, it's impossible. Well, and that's, that's what I want people to understand because they're probably going to very much misconstrue what I just Mm -hmm. said a moment ago, but you are a hundred percent, right? You hit the nail on the head because it is not the individuals pushing you to change your bathroom, allow sex offenders in the same bathroom with you, you know, whatever, all of this other stuff is not an individual Mm-mm. individuals can still be saved. Yes. Um, individuals can still repent of their sin. It is this monstrosity of a group it really is. that wants you to know that you are not okay. If you are not part of their group, you and, are and not a normal group. person. If yeah. you are, if you are a straight man or a straight woman, you are not accepted in society. That is exactly what they're telling you. Well, and it's not just the straightness. It's It goes with all the groups. It goes with mm-hmm. color. It goes anything that they can use to divide us, they will use. Correct. And that goes to politics. That goes to groups. I mean, they are mm-hmm. making it so separatist. They have gone into like, oh, everybody was inclusive, but we're not. No mm-hmm. one's inclusive anymore. You Correct. can't be included. If you're a gay person, you're going to be a little more accepted into a situation than my straight white son. Okay. Mm-hmm. He, he, he didn't do anything to choose that. Like that's who he is. Mm-hmm. That's who he came out and is. Why are you demonizing him for, for nothing? Mm-hmm. You know, he, and he feels it, he feels it at school. He feels it, you know? And so a lot of times I feel like sometimes the kids are led into that because they if you aren't identifying as that, then maybe I'm not special because I'm a straight white girl, you know, right. or and a it, straight but white girl. Like, if everyone is special, no one is special, first of yes, all. Yes, but absolutely. They, yeah. The other thing, too, is maybe six months ago-ish, something like that, um, our church had hosted like a, well, a women's event, and I took my stepdaughter to it, and three there was three video testimonials from three women. And one of them was this woman who was going to our church. She was a lesbian. She was married. And she really actually started reading the Bible, got convicted to the point that she felt like she had to leave her wife because she realized she was sinning. And um, my stepdaughter heard this. And the best way I can describe her two households are Trump and Hillary Clinton. And uh, she heard this in did not understand and it proceeded to be an issue with the mom because our church does not have an LGBT alphabet soup person on their board. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And recently 
And mind you, she's 10 and a half. So like, if I want to give perspective, we're talking just started Young. fifth grade. Mm -hmm. um, and she goes, she, she tells me one day, and I guess she had told her dad, and like I knew, but she didn't know that I had known. She said she was pansexual and something else. And I was like, what does that mean to you? Because right. I know what that means, like as an adult, but as a 10 year old, like, what does that mean to what, you? What do you think that is? Yeah. Right. She's like, well, it means I like boys and I like girls. And I said, okay. And I looked at my husband and I said, you're not going to like me for a minute. And he goes, he, whenever I say that, he just <laughs> cover your ears, honey. <laughs> and I look at this little girl and I go, are you having sex? And she goes, well, no. I said, are you, is, is, a, is a boy's penis going in your vagina? Are you getting naked with some, and I got like, not graphic. pornographic, but like anatomically correct. Like, are right. you having sex? Well, no. Then honey, you can't be pansexual because you're not having sex. There's in, mm -hmm. it's in the work. You're actually mm -hmm. asexual. Right. Uh, and, at this point. And you're, as and you should be. like, I'm so confused. And we said, that's the problem. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're not letting them develop to a no. point where they can actually make that decision. And I do feel like some people truly are gay. I do feel like some people truly are yeah. mm -hmm. whatever right. they are. But right. some of this stuff is insane, first of all, like the people mm -hmm. that want to marry cars and whatever. But it, and Or, or know, kids identifying as a cat so they yeah, can demand exactly. that I put a litter box in my class. Right. But this didn't but, exist even 10 years ago. Like, can no. we all acknowledge and, that? Correct. And it right. became popular. Why? Because if they can't exterminate us one way, they're going to try to exterminate right. us another. That's what this is. And you I know, go ahead. I remember her, my stepdaughter coming home last February and February's black pride, whatever month. Oh, yeah. And mm -hmm. the, her teacher in school was going on about black lives matter and all this other stuff. And I picked her up and she goes, I'm ashamed to be white. Yeah. That's what and they I wanted to go and strangle this teacher because right. I'm like, what are you doing to these children? She, she can't help what she is no more than they could help being black in the fifties. Well, like, and that's, on. That's yeah. the thing, because again, disillusionment or the placement by the devil that you are not acceptable the way that you are, the way that you were created, you have yes. to be made to feel like you're not so you can change everything about the way that you were created to be something that you're not. And so with the devil being the great deceiver. Mm -hmm. That is why all of these things are coming about and they're so easy to break people's psyche to make you believe that you have to fit into whatever, uh -huh. whatever group uh -huh. they, they mm -hmm. put forth at that particular time. You have to identify with that. You can't identify with your, with what your true self is. Mm -hmm. But and they don't even know what their true self is yet. They're right. too little. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, and I think a lot of these people, the reason that they don't, they can't find their identity in Christ because mm -hmm. they're going to find it somewhere else. Right. And for me, I'm like the, the root of it for, I think I'm going to dare to say everyone very rarely do I make blanket statements um, is they don't want to give up their sin. Mm-hmm. 
so if their sin is the pride movement, well, that's mm -hmm. because in the pride movement, you can do whatever. You can be whatever. Right. You can sometimes do drugs. You can sleep with whoever. There's no accountability. Mm -hmm. There's mm -hmm. no repercussions for anything because it's free love. It is the mm -hmm. hippie movement of the 60s on steroids. Mm -hmm. Oh, on so many steroids. And, and it is, it and is with the birth control pills, uh, uh, not pill, birth with baby killing pills. Like, right. they don't have to have, like, I talked to the girls and I'm like, hey, this whole plan B thing is, is a plan B for a reason. What was your plan A? Hello. And right. they're like, Oh, well, I'll just get a plan B. And I'm like, no, you need to right. have a plan A. Like right. what's, what's wrong with you people? Like, come on. This was used to be a consequence. A natural consequence is mm -hmm. you could get pregnant if you were just doing whatever and mm -hmm. you weren't married. Okay. Well then what now there's not babies involved because they don't see them. No. They're not a baby to them. So right. I'm like, you got to be careful with this stuff because someday you're going to really regret all these soul ties you're making. Mm -hmm. You know, this isn't just about babies and STDs. This is about you're, you're going to take on whatever, whenever you're with someone on that intimate level, you're taking on pieces mm -hmm. and exaging information there. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that DNA swapping. Yeah. DNA swaps. And that kind of thing is a dangerous on a whole nother level now with, with the shots mm -hmm. and B it's, it's dangerous to your brain. Like right. you have no clue what you're doing to yourself right now. Right. And they well, never get a chance. You there's know? a reason that people used to court and not date because when right. you date, you can be left alone. You can, and I'm not saying like go super prude and never hold hands or like even hug. Like that's not what I'm, trying to say but it's also a fact that when you hug someone when you kiss someone when you have sex with someone mm -hmm. hormones are released in your body that bond you to that person mm -hmm. there's a reason we're supposed to wait there, right. like i wish i had waited like all of these things but that is so uh countercultural it's so taboo mm -hmm. now to even be like you should wait for your husband or your wife well and the and the thing is and you hit the nail on the head people don't want to give up their sin right mm -hmm. and so we are so conditioned that instead of searching to fill yourself your body with the holy spirit um which will completely fill you up we are taught that we have to seek acceptance and love outside of us, outside of ourselves, through other people, through other means. That's why people get addicted to drugs. People get addicted to alcohol. People are sex addicts, porn addicts, whatever, because they're looking for anything and everything that they can to fulfill that void within ourselves, right? Or people go through a series of really terrible relationships, one right after the other, because they're looking for somebody to fill that missing piece inside of us. And so, especially when you have, um, like nowadays where if you just go out and have meaningless casual sex with 600 different people in a month, that's supposed to be the new norm and acceptable when that is very counterthetical to the Bible, because you are supposed to have one person 
that you are bonded to where you become one person together. It's not meant for us to be highly promiscuous. No. And that's why like divorce is supposed to hurt. Like, mm-hmm. like all of these things, like, and I'm not saying that there aren't cases where you shouldn't get divorced. Actually, I think we've all been divorced on this show. Like, mm-hmm. so like, I, I want to make that clear. Like, I'm not saying that you should never get divorced, like, you know, abuse and things like that. Like, that's not what I'm right. saying. But it's also, it's not supposed to be easy. That's why breakups suck. Mm-hmm. Because we give all of ourselves like we're in a marriage mm-hmm. and then we're broken hearted. And it's like, why does it hurt so much? Because we did something we weren't because, supposed to. And because half of mm-hmm. you, because you're bonded as one person now. And so yep. when you split, that other half of you is gone. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and you're, the people are so easy to make these ties now. Like I see much more serious relationships as younger kids than I think we had as kids. Like they don't mm-hmm. date. I kept asking my son why he's 15, almost 16. I said, why don't you date very much? You know, you're not dating. You're not out taking girls out or whatever. And he said, we don't do that unless it's serious. And then once it's serious, like then you go date. And I'm like, that's dumb. You don't know the person. Then you're in Mm -hmm. a serious something, whatever you think is serious. And -hmm. now you're stuck with this person and then you're going to go spend money. And he's like, well, that's how they do it. And I'm like, that's, that's a horrible idea. The whole point of dating is to see if you like this person. Right. And to to see what's in their heart and not, yeah. Not just surface level. You need to know mm-hmm. the deeper meaning of that person's beliefs. Like, what are they values. really about? Yeah, exactly. what are you really about? Is he saying, Heidi, like, there's, like, group dates, and that's how they get to know someone? No, or- they just, everything is online. Either they are talking, and that's what they call it. That's literally what they call, like, now going steady is is not a thing. It's either you're talking which means they're talking on the phone. Everything's electronic. Everything's phone. Everything's FaceTime. Everything's whatever, whatever. Or they're serious. There's only two things. And I'm like, how do you go from talking to serious if you don't really spend time with someone? And you you need to to see that that person's facial expressions and emotions. And you need to be in that same, that same six foot, radius and space of that person to be able to know if you have that connection or not. You're not going to know if you have a true genuine spark unless you are face to face with that person. Well, and do some things together, like go out and get an ice cream or go out and go to the movies. Like there's none of that anymore. I do not see that anymore. He's like, that's so weird. You're so weird. And I'm like, no, that's weird. You guys are weird. Like, what are you talking about? Don't call me weird. Yeah, I'm like, like you weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> so from a uh, nefarious, higher world, like new world order thing, honestly, mm-hmm. not that I agree with this. I guess I need to preface mm-hmm. this. It's kind of genius because mm-hmm. right. then you're less likely to get married. Their right. birth rate's already plummeting. Right. A mm-hmm. lot of males are very feminine Mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. testosterone is plummeting like and that means there's no really a nuclear family Mm -hmm, you can have mm -hmm. more people in separate places right you can tax them more because they're 
you're not considered married. Mm-hmm. You're not married. Like it's automatically two separate things. If they're yep. not married, the woman can live off the system. Like it's genius in a really evil way. Well, yeah. and think about like all the movies, um, like Demolition Man or whatever, where where they don't literally have sexual contact or physical contact. Yeah, yeah. They put on a VR headset. Oh, yeah, that one show too, uh, Ready Player One, same mm-hmm. thing. And so uh-huh. that's 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 where our society is going as soon as they got everybody hooked on tech. It's like mm-hmm. you don't have to have a conversation Mm-mm. face-to-face. Just call them on your cell phone. Or, or just, the porn. Yeah, just like FaceTime them on your iPad or whatever. Like you never have to have in-person contact. They I do just, like video yeah video porn or whatever Mm -hmm. and they're like oh it's safer oh this is better whatever and the kids get it so early Mm -hmm. and I'm like this is why I refuse to get my daughter I did with the boys my son and and his daughter both had cell phones because they were from split families and we wanted to like communicate with them Mm -hmm. but like with our daughter that we have together I'm like absolutely not absolutely Mm -hmm. not like not until way later if if for some reason you do want to get your kiddo a cell phone. Gab is a, it's like, it looks like a smartphone, um, but like it has no internet access. Um, that's what my stepdaughter has. Okay. I can recommend Gab. And then there's also a phone called Pinwheel that mm-hmm. can more grow with them. So like you can allow certain apps as they get older, not affiliated um, with either one, but like if right. you're looking for something like that for your kiddo, Gab and Pinwheel are the ones that I know of that. Okay. Uh, that are safer monitoring and like you can choose who you who they can send video message or like pictures to and things like that Mm. so Mm -hmm. that's nice to try and and, like and some of the things that they do with the pictures i'm like Mm -hmm. he told me something about somebody at school and everybody saw this and that because she sent this or he sent that and i've really ingrained my son i'm like this can be called child porn so you cannot do that like you cannot be involved in this. And he's like, I know, but everybody does. And it, and I'm like, well, wasn't mm-hmm. she, weren't they just dying? Weren't they like so humiliated? And he's like, no, everybody does it. Everybody's seen everybody's crotch basically now. Like mm-hmm. I, I was so thrown. I was like, what? And so he's like, yeah, it's fine. That embarrassment factor now that things that like we wouldn't normally do in public, no. people are doing it. And posting it on social media because that's mm-hmm. how they become an influencer. That's how and they become money. That's how they get likes. Like normalizing they- debaucherous behavior. But it, that it's wild to me. Even you said some stuff isn't even sexual. You're making it weird. Like sometimes we're just talking like guys in a group, and then somebody will ask, "Is this normal or that normal?" I'm like that stuff you go to your parents for. What is happening? And he's like, "No way, I wouldn't go to my parents for that. That's weird." And I'm like, "Well, it's a lot safer than putting it on a telephone. I know that. You know, I'm like, are you crazy? I mean, he's not, but like he's been involved in this where he's like, guess what happened today? And I'm like, whoa. And then it's no big deal to him. He's like, thinks I'm like so silly for thinking this is so insane. And I'm like, what? I've heard parents in the like every day, I get more and more on board with this. I want to go live in the middle of nowhere. But there are parents, mainly of like kids five and younger, who have been like, oh my gosh, you're seeing all this stuff that's happening. And they're like, 
we're just going to kind of do like arranged marriages for our kids because we're all going to go live in a little group. And yeah, no kidding. Susie and little Johnny grew up and like, <laughs> we'll just kind of know because we'll know the parents and we'll know the family. Mm -hmm. We know they haven't done any weird stuff. Like yeah, it's terrifying. Yeah. It's terrifying. Cause even like my daughter with her story, my oldest, we were closer than anything. And then when I met the guy, he seemed great. Like he seems so good and great. And like, no, I mean, my oldest daughter is, is more accepting. My second daughter's really critical of people. And she, she's usually right though. And she's like, I don't like him. And it was like within an hour. And I was like, calm down over there, lady. You don't like anybody. That's what I told her. I said, you don't like anybody. So all of us were like, Ooh, he's this, he's a pilot. Oh, blah, blah, blah. So great. So great. No, not so great. No. You know, after three times of meeting him, he took my daughter away and we never saw her again, ever again. And it's been four years and she has a baby like, and so now I'm like, yeah, you, I, and I get it with those parents. Like I get it. Like I get wanting to go somewhere and like mm -hmm. <laughs> know exactly what's going to come at you because it's terrifying. I don't it's know terrifying. if it's true, but I've heard if you get like 150 people together, you can create your own city and your own lodge. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm down. Like I'm, I'm about at this level. <laughs> I'm always like, this is just so much. I mean, like they want us to try and raise good human beings in this. And, and I'm like, this is so difficult. You know, you try not that some things aren't good, but like you don't want them to have dangerous things coming towards them, you know, and it just seems like it's one thing after another constantly. But so since, I've they've no since they've normalized like all of this behavior, right? And this yep. is what kids are expected to act like and do, which again is counterthetical to biblical teachings as a parent it makes it even that much more important for you to guide them. And trust me when I say they are going to fight back against you oh, for trying yeah. to instill in them values on the way things are supposed to be. Mm -hmm. I, well, I'm they sure think it's fair. Heard the, I'm pretty sure it's a Bible verse, but you know, uh, basically, the, the idea of like raising children the time or raising children to be dragon sl slayers or raising a children for a time such as this, like you were meant to. And like that kind of resonated with me, but I was also like, yeah. But then I heard this, uh, someone had posted this and it's not from the Bible. However, it hits me hard every time I think about it. And every time I'm going through a tough moment, this is what I tell myself. You can't protect your child or yourself from their testimony. And I was like, the first time I heard it, I was like, I really don't like that. And I don't like it because it's true. So. Right. Right. It's mm -hmm. hard because at one, some point you do have to breathe and let go. And sometimes they're going mm -hmm. like, and, and honestly, like it's been really sad for my daughter. Cause like the youngest one, she's little still, she's not even 10 and she was on YouTube and she came to me hysterical and she's like, I like a girl, but I didn't know it was a girl. I thought it was a boy. It looks like a boy. I thought this was a boy. Like I, and she's like having a breakdown over this. And I'm like, I know it's hard sometimes to tell, mm -hmm. but 
I know that it's okay. You know, just it's okay. I know you like boys. You thought that was a boy. Like she knows our other daughter's gay. Like, I mean, we, there's no hiding certain things, you know? And so she said, but I'm not, I'm not gay. I think she's got a weird thing about it now because that situation she's like i but i like boys i'm like no i I know honey like it's Mm -hmm. fine you know you're you didn't do anything wrong and so now you're fighting against not only that but like ellie said before confusion it's Mm -hmm. constant confusion just like your daughter thought that was pansexual which isn't pansexual that's actually Mm -hmm. bisexual but not any of it sexual at all she's asexual so like You, you have to like go and you, you don't want to have these conversations because all of it's crap. It's bull crap anyway. It's, it's like, I get that sometimes boys like boys and girls like girls, but the rest of it's pretty abnormal. I mean, the rest of it's up on par with like bestiality in some points, you know, like, yeah, it's crazy to me. I, I, and I'm not, I'm not having that conversation with a 10 year old and I don't want anybody else to either, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah, and oh. you certainly don't want teachers at school to no. uh, take over that. <laughs> and they're so parental it role goes, goes back to that big old confusion. Like I get why she's confused. I get why they're all confused. I get it. And let alone whatever they're putting in, you know, the food and the water and the. And that's a whole nother thing, you know. Yeah. Like you don't even know. So it's yeah. a, it's a really strange time. I think we just have to really pray all the time and do our best. But even then, sometimes it's not not what we think it should be. Like, I do not think my daughter should be alienating her whole family because her husband said it's leave and cleave and she never talked to anyone again. Like, mm-hmm. that's pretty not okay with me, you know, but mm-hmm. he used that Bible on her. And so mm-hmm. it worked. <laughs> Right. And, and now he doesn't have to worry about her flying out here halfway across the country because that was probably the whole point. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm I don't know. It's How a control you- mechanism. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because the flights are free for him. So mm-hmm. it's not about money, you know. No, but- it's about it's about control and keeping her in that very small, acceptable bubble mm-hmm. yep. where there is no outside interference the only interaction can be with him and his family and his people and his who stuff. he deems yeah he deems okay worthy because yep. he flat told my mom after the last conversation when lightning struck her house right in the middle of us talking about this situation lightning struck her house like that would wake me up but i guess it's not gonna wake them up mm-hmm. but anyway whatever all i said to her was i loved her i would always love her i would always be here and the baby was beautiful and I hope that they were all okay. And so, and then he completely freaked out about that. And I'm like, how do you completely freak out when that wasn't, I didn't say anything bad, you know, but he doesn't want her to know there's another way. Like, right. oh, you are still loved. You right. do still have family. You do still have people that a hundred percent love you, you know, mm-hmm. but that's just the way it is. I mean, I have to wait till God intervenes on that one. Cause I, I feel so tied on that, you know, like, what do you do with it? Well, and you know, there's a, um, a Bible verse that's very perfect for that. It's from Romans five. And it talks about, we glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured 
out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. And so a lot of people who are going through uh, struggles, suffering, um, stuff like that, even when you fully accept uh, God into your life, it doesn't mean you won't have storms or struggles. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It just means that you will definitely be able to weather them and come out the other side a stronger person. Mm -hmm. And so okay. I think a lot of people don't think about that as well. Uh, mm -hmm. They think that, you know, once you're, once you're saved and you accept God, that like everything will be sunshine and rainbows and unicorns mm -hmm. flying out your butt. That's not nope. true. No, nope. yeah, not true at all. That is the time that you will go through probably more struggles than you've ever experienced yep. um, mm -hmm. because it is a, not only a testament to your faith, um, but a testament like that quote says from the Bible, but also your perseverance. Like, how are you going to weather this? Are you going to weather this? Are you going to give up your faith because mm -hmm. things got difficult or hard? So yeah. are you going to let yeah. Satan win? Yeah. Right. No, <laughs> no, no, you're not. No, I'm not. That, no. I didn't have to pause on that one. <laughs> I always go back to Job. I always think of Job because he lost. And I always tell myself, in that particular situation with my daughter, he lost all of his children in one day, not just mm -hmm. one. And I didn't lose all of my children, you know? And right. so I find myself lucky. I've got a fly that's going to be irritating. I, know. I keep seeing one here too. So I'm like, you'll have allergies uh, and flies. Yeah, and flies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I keep thinking to myself like, well, at least even though he was, you know, they always talk about, oh, well, he was restored, but honestly, he probably still suffered the rest of his life because you cannot replace a child with another child. That mm -hmm. child is always different. And so mm -hmm. they don't ever talk about that part, but as mothers, we kind of get that. Like mm -hmm. right. those children were gone and yes, he'll be reunited with them one day, but like he still mm -hmm. lost them for now, you know? So I just have to wait like, and it, and it's always like, do you, do you not wait? Do you show up and be a crazy person? Do you like just go to their house and be like, get arrested like what do you do with that like people are like oh yeah if I were you I would just fly right out there I'm like would you though like mm -hmm. you know I mean it's, that's a freaking tightrope there you know well, yeah because then you would have a police record and then he'd be like see see yeah. she's and crazy. use that use that against well, you as well and so while I I'm gonna preface this with I absolutely think you have every reason to go out there right the way I can see him spinning it is something that I mm -hmm. mentioned earlier that mm -hmm. they're married. You're supposed to basically stay out of their yep. marriage. Yep. And not that I agree with him in that case, but yep. that's what I find a lot of people who claim to be Christian who aren't really Christian. That's what they do. They're just like Satan. Mm -hmm. They twist, they take a Bible verse and they Correct. twist it. And he used yep. it on her and I get that it worked. She was in a vulnerable state when he met her. She was, you know, already coming out of like a rape. Like she was already in a bad situation. She mentally, like mentally, she wasn't okay. I think he saw that. I think he's a predator. Right. I think she was his prey. She feels very protected and loved by him. He makes her feel that way. He builds this little dollhouse and puts my little doll in there. And I feel like someday that's going to get tiresome. You know, mm -hmm. 
I don't know that we can live that way forever, but if she chooses, like he can't keep her from me forever because she, God gave her to me and she is mine. And mm -hmm. what we have, we will have in the end. So mm -hmm. even if he keeps her from me all the days of my life, which he has told everyone that I am dead to them and I will never see her again. Um, and I don't know how you do that to somebody because I know how close we were and you mm -hmm. are hurting her. And if you really loved her, you wouldn't do that to her. That's mm -hmm. not okay. You know, but like I said, there's only so much feet I'm willing to step on because I already, I already threw that fit in the first. I mean, I'm a very strong personality and I already did the whole, I can't believe this. I can't believe you. What are you doing? Like really sassy mouth because I just assumed my daughter would back me and she did not, you mm -hmm. know, so you got to step back and say, okay, well that, that definitely didn't, that backfired, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you get angry. You go through all those same stages of grief yep. that I went right. through with Absolutely. My, my brother. And honestly, I think it was easier. And me and my mom talk about that. And she's like, yeah, I couldn't. I, yours is harder because at least I know he didn't have a choice. Mm -hmm. He's just gone. You know, she has a choice. Maybe it's a hard choice, but she could come and see her family. I mean, if she chose to. Mm -hmm. And I get that he probably makes that difficult. I don't really know. I don't know their life. Maybe she just doesn't want to. Who knows? Mm -hmm. You know, she yeah. says I'm this toxic, horrible person now, but it, I find it hilarious since that was never the way before, mm -hmm. you know, so it's been ingrained to her. And, and that's like, um, it's so easy for, for people, for their emotions, um, to yep. be manipulated and twisted uh, into molding somebody into something that they're not or thoughts into things that they don't normally pursue. That you wouldn't accept, yeah, mm -hmm. and, or, or accept. And, and guess who he used to help him do it? His friend, the pastor, was the one that helped her psych mm -hmm. psychologically with her psychological counseling. And mm -hmm. all I kept saying as a psych nurse was, is this person even licensed to do what you're doing with them? Mm -hmm. And then it became, I was the problem and I am the problem and da, 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 da. Mm -hmm. And that's all it is. Like you're being intrusive. You're saying he's not a good person. You don't know him. No, mm -hmm. all those things are true. But also I don't think that somebody that's already vulnerable should be counseled by anyone except a licensed professional because of that, you know, and then you can go to your pastor after the fact, because if she's really at that point in her mind, like she wasn't well, you know, and so it's easy to manipulate. I mean, it was a friend. Even so. sometimes though, with, with oh, licensed they, professionals, yeah, they do it too. Yeah. Um, the manipulation, uh, that yeah. goes on is, is staggering. And it is one thing, you know, we're talking about like the devil interfering basically. And, and, changing your your mindset uh, right it is so important for anybody and everybody that is struggling with literally anything whether mm -hmm. it's anxiety uh, depression uh alcoholism drug addiction whatever it is you have to get your mind right first before you can expect anything else to change in your life because if you're still like ellie talked about earlier people not wanting to give up their sin mm -hmm. if you are an addict 
and you refuse to give up that addiction, but you're you're upset because your life is not improving. It is not changing. Yeah. You've got to change your mind first because nothing else will matter if you don't. Well, it's oh. like going to war without a gun. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, like, mm-hmm. why would you do that with a whole army of people with guns? So, mm-hmm. yeah. The realization I had, Janet, as you were saying that is <clears throat> a lot of people, uh, the, the woke, I guess, are very big on this whole victim mentality. Mm-hmm. And if you give up your victim mentality, then who mm-hmm. are you? Right. Mm-hmm. You're nothing without that victim I- identity, right? Because the, the devil told you so. Uh, the powers that be told you so. That you always have to be a, a victim or you're just a faceless, nameless nothing. Well, then it makes it also easy for them to control you because how could she ever come back to me? Because I'm a horrible, narcissistic, terrible parent that apparently abused her. So how would she ever have me come back around? And then Mm -hmm. who meets me or whatever is like, oh, no, she's fine. She seems normal. Oh, blah, blah, blah. And then how do you rationalize that in your mind? If you've used that as your crutch, like it could be anything. But in Mm -hmm. this particular situation, if if you use that as your crutch to cover up whatever you're doing to make yourself feel better about what you're doing, then you're always going to use that. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter a substance or a person mm-hmm. or your past. I could use my past every day of the week. My mm-hmm. past is horrific. I've discussed it often. My past, it, it, I have every reason to be on a corner selling my body and snorting crack, like every reason. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I don't. Why? Because I would rather help people out of the situation that I myself overcame. Why would I want to go backward? Like why would right. I want live in that mess. That mess wasn't me. Well, and that's the thing is that you can use your testimony of your life and your story and what happened with you to be able to affect change and make change um, or even plant the seed of change for somebody else. Yes. And I literally think that is our sole purpose in life. Um, it's to basically pay that forward that we came out of mm-hmm. struggles, hard times, whatever, like talking to somebody about coming on the show. And this was a perfect example. And I hear this from people a lot of times when I reach out to have them come on, their response is always, there's nothing interesting about me and about my life. I don't have anything to add. And I will guarantee you Mm. every single one of those people that I have talked to on a show has had the most interesting stories about things that have happened. Probably made a huge difference. Yeah, probably helped. They were always just people who were made to feel that they were nobody, they were nothing special, and you know, conform, conform in the society and the different groups and labels that we put you in or you're nothing special. And that's Mm -hmm. not true because everybody has a story. Everybody has things they've been through or experiences that they've had or, you know, whatever the case may be, God made you the way that he made you for a reason Mm -hmm. and things happen to you for a reason so Mm -hmm. that you can turn around and talk about it. Yep. Yeah. I agree. 
I totally agree with that. And it's sad that people think just because you were raised some sort of way doesn't mean you don't have anything to mm -hmm. help or share. Even, even my husband, he was not raised any of those sorts of way. He, right. he was loved. He was cared for. His parents are great. I always say beaver cleaver because that everybody can relate to beaver cleaver, but like also he still, he still has abandonment feelings because he mm -hmm. left the church. He still has, I don't fit in because I'm not like you. Right. He still feels like these kind of ways. And sometimes we'll say different things that are more meaningful right. than maybe my huge story that was like, and then blah, 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 and all this big stuff. But sometimes for other people that doesn't relate, you know, mm -hmm. maybe for somebody that had a bad, bad story like mine, they can relate, but somebody that's more nor normal story, maybe will relate much better to his story. Mm -hmm. You know, right. that's why we all have to, we're supposed to have human connection. Why mm -hmm. do babies not do well when you stick them in a crib in an orphanage and don't touch them? They, they literally become so strange. I mean, the Unabomber, this happened to the Unabomber. He got hurt and then he had some big, huge thing. I think he got a burn and then his mom couldn't touch him for so many weeks. And it was like almost a couple months. And then he was never the same afterward. He was never the same. They said that he didn't process things as well, right. even though he was super smart. You know, he was never the same again, his mother said. And that, that goes to show you the damage that it can cause by not interacting with other people. And so many people hole up in their room, play video games, smoke weed and never come out. And I'm like, this is not what God wanted you to do. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not saying it doesn't have its place. I'm not saying that medicinally some things aren't helpful. I'm not saying, I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying this isn't what God probably planned for you. And you probably right. can't even hear it because you're so involved in whatever you're involved in right. or you're so damn self-centered that all you care about. And I like to look nice, but by golly, if it comes down to my kids needing me for something or me missing the gym that day, that's just how it's going to be. You know, I'm not going to go and do that. I'm going to take care of the kids that need me because right. it, it's just, it's silly to me, but you see these moms now and you're like, okay. You know, like they're just their little extension of themselves that, it, you know, with their LV purse and their, you know, mm -hmm. a lot, whatever it just, and I like to look nice, like I said, but come on, that's not real. Mm -hmm. That's not real. Like if you have to have that because you don't feel important without it, that's ridiculous. If you like <laughs> it because you like it, then cool, you know, <laughs> but like, if you really sincerely think you are that $3,000 or $5,000 bag, good for you. Mm -hmm. Like that's so stupid waste of money to me. I'd rather go somewhere, you know, but if I that could, I could do a lot with the, with that right? money. Do you know how big of a garden, how many chickens I could have with that money? <laughs> right. I was just sitting there. That's so funny. We think exactly alike because I was sitting there thinking, I wonder how many animals I could buy to put in our farm. Right. <laughs> and I'm just thinking, man, that's like a vacation. That's like, I mean, that's something fun. You know, I could take my mm -hmm. kids here, or go do this or whatever. And I'm just like, to me, like I could have a bigger house. Like everyone in our family, they all have nicer houses and they got a pool and they got this and they mm -hmm. got that. And my husband's like, what are we going to do? Like, do you want to upgrade? I'm like, are you insane? No, mm -hmm. I don't even want to be home except for the grandparent part when we retire. Like mm -hmm. the grandparent part I'm down for. Like if they need me home to watch kids, but otherwise I don't even want to be home. Why? Let's go explore. Let's go see the world. Let's go do things. Mm -hmm. You know, I yeah. mean, 
I'm the opposite. I just, I like <laughs> my people. son's like that. My son's he's okay. like, I want to crochet and stay home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm a great uh, crocheter. <laughs> there's a, someone I follow online and she's late twenties, early thirties. And she's like, I'm part of the granny gang. And just all the, uh, <laughs> the granny things gang. that like the old grandmas do. And I'm like, yes, that is me. Oh, I, and it's funny That's because so funny. like at my age, like the perfect gift is something I can use at home, like a kitchen gadget or something. Mm -hmm. And other people want like, you know, video games or whatever. And I'm just like, nope, anything I can use practical wise around the house. Yeah. Yeah. I could get I mean, two freeze so dryers weird. with that kind of money. See, <laughs> it's so weird to me. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Like I have a nice ish purse, but I don't have a $3,000 purse. That's wild to me. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't need don't anything like that because, uh, frankly, I don't care and I yeah. don't care about the vanity and I don't care about what people think, which weird is a beautiful me. segue to end the show because yeah. talking about vanity and, and selfishness and whatever. <laughs> so Philippians two, three, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. Yes. So take that $3,000 that you would have spent on that purse and pay it forward mm -hmm. to somebody who could really use that money. You don't have to give it to a charity, but mm -hmm. do something to, to pay it forward and be appreciative of the things uh, in your world that God gives you just like my eagle today. Thank you again, God yes. for doing that because that was beautiful. And it meant more to me than any $3,000 purse ever could. Yep. So ladies, where can people yeah. find you at? You want to go, go first, ahead, Heidi? Uh, either way, I, I'm at Unfiltered Rise on everything. I'm at um, Instagram, YouTube, uh, Spotify, all the places at Unfiltered Rise podcast. Miss Ellie, uh, you can find me on Instagram at one thumb L O N E thumb E L. Um, on YouTube by the same name, I'm mainly just doing my fan approved Friday videos right now. I did have 60 some episodes on the Speed Bumps podcast, that was mine, and that is. I don't want to say gone forever, but it's put on hold for the foreseeable future. But you can definitely go check that out if you want to. Because, and again, she's working on a much higher calling project. And let me tell you, it's a very important one. So, And I'm just anyway. not ready to talk about it publicly, which is why nope. Janet's being uh, <laughs> yep. kind of secretive. And I appreciate that. Yes, that secretive, secretive is bad. Um, we're holding out <laughs> until the right time. Because secret, right. this is the difference. Because if your kids are always ask, what's the difference between a secret and a surprise? Kind of like a stranger danger thing. Uh -huh. A mm -hmm. secret is something that is never to be told. A surprise mm -hmm. is something that will eventually be told like a Christmas present or a birthday present or a party. Right. So surprises are okay. Secrets are not. It'll be a surprise in the future. Correct. Awesome. Yes. That'll be awesome. And it's a, it's a fantastic thing um, that's in the works. So there you go. I'm super mm -hmm. stoked for it. So for me. For Miss Ellie and for Miss Heidi, thank you so much for living thank and listening. You. Thank you for giving us your patience and and whatnot and uh, suffering through the allergies and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no tears yeah. were shed in the making no of the day. <laughs> so <of> <laughs> have a good one, guys, and we'll see you next time.